and this is my Slovak experience. Hi everyone, welcome back to my Slovak experience podcast. Today I'm joined by Evelina Agatash Bishinska, also known as Evi. She is a Polish woman who came to Slovakia about 12 years ago to look for something that she says she could not get back home, an engaging job in a fair country. What followed was her life-changing Slovak experience, from Zelina to Bratislava, from a call center staffer to a project leader for complex infrastructure in a multinational company. What are Evi's Slovak dreams and Slovak nightmares? Listen to the podcast to find out. Enjoy. And thank you a lot for listening. Evelina Agata Zbysinska. Almost correctly. Almost correct. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. So how do you pronounce it correctly? Evelina Agata Zbysinska. Zbysinska. Okay. That obviously <laughs> comes from Poland, I would say. Yes. Okay. So, Evelina, uh, how, how much um, of uh, Slovakia is in you? Um, here from, if I count correctly, from 2006, mm-hmm. so almost 12 years. Long time. Yes. Uh, initially, that was a plan which I think most of the people going over here to Slovakia to be like one, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And then come back to the country which they're from. It didn't happen to, for me, from maybe obvious reasons at that time. For me, it means um, there wasn't much in my area where I'm from in Poland uh, offers for young people. Mm-hmm. Either you uh, work for money of a student being full time employed, oh. or you just try to find somewhere else, something uh, maybe within Poland, maybe outside the country. Uh, at the time, actually, 2006, I think 2005-2006 was uh, years when a bunch of Polish people were actually migrating to other countries, mm-hmm. mainly to England. I wasn't that person saying, okay, England is my top priority. I want to go over there because already my family was there and I didn't want to work in the factory. Okay. Because that was the only option if you wanted to? Um, at the time, of yes, mainly they wanted to people to work like factories mm-hmm. or some jobs which were not paid the, the best for English standards, mm-hmm. but for Polish people, it was like, wow, a lot of money. Um, I'm not judging anyone. Everyone, everyone is taking their own chances mm-hmm. and everything, but uh, I didn't th- thought about myself that I want to do the factory job or whatever the job, standing 12 hours, uh, maybe in one place or even more. Mm-hmm. In certain cases, so I was like, okay, let me find something, whatever the country is around the Poland. I was looking pretty much on the map and let's try the, to send the CV. And Slovakia was one of it. Uh, and I just sent the CV and I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see what happened. Yeah. 
So you came to Slovakia for opportunity, to look for opportunity. Um, I got actually an offer. But oh. The company mm, come back. One of the companies come back to me saying, um, "Yeah, we'd like to see you on the interview." First, there was a state of shock mm-hmm. that anybody actually from that part of Europe came back saying, oh, "We want to see you." And the other state of shock was then they were saying, um, but we want to see you like in the workplace. So I was like, how the heck I'm going to get myself out of current job, taking a day off and travel 700 kilometers mm-hmm. approximately. Then it was maybe a little less. It was around 400 something, but still a lot. And got for that, that interview. Thankfully, my dad was golden, and he's golden still to me. But then he was just, okay, let's let's go. Let's I'll drive you, mm-hmm. I'll take you. And we went uh, together. My sister as well went with us, and went for interview. Mm. So you're originally from like the northwest of Poland. Yes, yes. So Sixty that... kilometers uh, from Poznan, exactly. Okay. So that means that you there is no direct highway through here. There no, is a bit of no. It's uh, still until until now the way how we need to drive over there for for visit uh, to see my parents or whatever mm-hmm. from the family. It's still dreadful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, means you have partially highway then normal road, then highway, then again. So sometimes it takes even 12 hours, mm. at least from Bratislava. Yeah? Then uh, when that job came, the job opportunity was actually in Jelina, so it was easier. So it was close. Yeah, it but was. But once you're in Jelina, then you're everywhere. So <laughs> from Jelina, it was a little bit easier because yeah. I just need to go to Wroclaw uh, with a train and then uh, mm. from, from that train to another train, that's, that's mm. it. But from Bratislava, it's now pretty dreadful. Yeah. I, I noticed actually, it's very, it's very interesting. It's actually paradoxically easier to get to London yep. than to yeah. any nearby <laughs> Polish place, right? Yep. So that that's weird, but yeah, it's true. It's yeah. even cheaper, right? But London, in really few bucks, you can get there, and uh, you are in the city, and it's yep. uh, far, far away. But the connection improved in these last 12 years, I guess, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, but still, it's not ideal, though I need to uh, praise what it is for now, because it's much, much better than it was. Mm-hmm. And how did you, or how do you, do you remember Slovakia when you first saw it, right? when you came with your dad for the um, interview? My first impression, because that was actually the beginning of the summer, was it's damn hot. <laughs> Being from the north and not having uh, straight away, like in May, 30 degrees or even more was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, hell, where am I? That was uh, that reaction. And then when I was looking around, why am I here? When I was looking on, on Gilina. Mm-hmm. Because it was visible, 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 very visible. It's so different. Like the streets, completely different, look different. 
um, the way how uh, all the dynamic of, of the city was mm-hmm. over there, uh, how you drive through the city. And definitely uh, the first thing which I went out from the car and surprises me after the weather <laughs> was then they had on the streets like huge speakers mm-hmm. and through the speakers there was like city information going out you know um where is the gathering city gathering when's happening who died yeah, who yeah. was born and and but so in on in the main city yeah in the jelena in oh, jelena interesting yeah i don't know if still it's there i mean i live in a kind of a little small village and there is this kind of communication yes um, so i was surprised in jelena that was actually you know Pretty big city yeah. for Slovakia standards, and they had that yeah, back in two thousand six. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's now, but then they had it. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, this is like Poland in eighties." Uh huh. Because this is what my dad was saying. It was like, "Wow, I'm also surprised they 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 still have that," mm-hmm. because in Poland you don't see it. And of course the uh, trolley bus, which is, I think maybe in two cities in Poland only. And the trolley bus, I was looking like it was, I don't know, state of the art. <laughs> and asking my dad, do you know what the heck is this? Because I see this for the first time. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the days in Poland, we also had it, but now you don't, you don't have that. So they substituted with a tram, With the trams, or? a lot of trams, a lot of buses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my first, first like, reaction, like, what's going on? Where am I? Why the heck is so hot? Why it's going on, like, with these speakers on, on, on the street, yeah? So, so this was, like... First if, I, if I understand it correctly, so basically you were going to look for a job in a country where basically in your place, in your hometown and so on, there wasn't so much job to find. And instead you found a place that looked uh, less developed, let's say, or less, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. business-wise as well than, than where you, you came from. That's quite interesting. So what did you do? Yeah. Did you... Um, I went got, back? No, no. I, I went... Then there at, the, at that time, uh, particularly for that one interview, mm-hmm. and the interview went real well, and they hired me pretty much in the spot. Okay. So I was like, okay, let's like let's take the chance. If I would not like it or anything, uh, there is always place to go back, and take another chance. Yeah. So. What I did for, I think that was almost six months, when in the end it didn't work out very much. But what I did is I was working um, in a call center. Mm-hmm. They had a huge call center in Zelina for Polish speakers, for one of uh, the companies in Poland. So they pretty much were like outsourcing company for a major company in Poland. And so you, you, you used your mother tongue to, yeah, yeah, to work yeah. priorly? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that, that was, uh, let's say, the plus of it. The minus was I didn't know the language. Uh, I mean, Slovak language, mm-hmm. of course. So this was all, also fun uh, when I, after the interview, came back already packed and everything. 
had like 15 hours of drive in the train, uh, which was on the corridor because mm. it was jam-packed. Um, so I was exhausted. I just wanted to go t- to bed and don't think about anything else. Thankfully, I also uh, was uh, going over there during the weekend. So I had some time to, still to, to adjust. But finally, when I get out from the train and I was like, okay, I have the address where I'm supposed to go because the company was giving also us the accommodation, mm-hmm. which was cool. I didn't need to, to think about finding the flat or anything like this. So I got the address where I'm supposed to go and get out from the train, get out and looking around on the train station. Where am I? What exactly I can go exactly? means bus, taxi, whatever. So I checked the, the bus, and the bus didn't went to the, to the direction which I wanted to, so I t- took the cab, and the guy was asking where to, so I was like, here go, here's my address on the note, uh, here I'm supposed to go, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah a bunch of Polish people are living yeah. over there. I'm like, okay, this is starting fun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, 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 and uh, he started to speak kind of a mixture. For for now, now I know it was like mixture, mixture because it was partially Polish, partially Slovak. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I think we can kind of understand each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I end up over there. Um, the guys which were already there from that call center living there, they welcomed me and everything. And first, of course, the question, usual question, where are you from? How much did you pay for the cab? How much did they rip you off in the cab? Yeah. Because uh, you're foreigner here and didn't speak uh, the Slovak language. So probably they rip you off in the cab. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if they ripped me off or not. That's not by default. So they're just asking about that. And then, uh, because I was not the only one coming on at that day. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, they, they give me the accommodation, they give me the room and everything. I call my mom and first reaction was like crying like a little baby. <laughs> and I th- now I, I understand that this was, a, a, you know, a bunch of things, a bunch of, of emotions means uh, new plays, mm. 15 hours of, of travel, exhaustion. Then trying to figure out the first time in my life mm-hmm. on being on my own completely without support system somewhere being like I know a few kilometers away from me, and I just cried like like a baby mm-hmm. for fifteen minutes. Then I went for sleep, and uh, guys uh, which were there like knock on doors asking, "Do you want to go for the barbecue? Mm-hmm. We have like a bunch of people coming in the same day." Oh yeah, because it was summer, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Do you want to have a barbecue and and so on? I'm like, okay, let let's go. Yeah. And my mom, I think, called me like two or three hours after the first call, concern, checking on me, and I was like laughing a lot, like you know, mental, going from stage of crying now to yeah. laughing. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, now I'm good. I'm really like, I, I think it was the stress and everything. I'm like, I'm okay. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. On Monday, I'm going to, to work and we'll see. So during that, that weekend, we ju- I just catch up with the people which I'm supposed to work from, from Monday. 
uh, getting to know them, uh, pretty much having fun, you know, and, and then on Monday, mm. first day of job, first day of job, straight away going and uh, yeah, and I, I remember from that days that uh, I was very surprised by how many Polish people was working in that call center. I think that was around 30 plus people in total. And everybody, you know, working on uh, on the on the headset, on the phone, calling. And also, what was uh, different from a maybe not normal job for for the call centers, we worked uh, actually midday shift. Mm -hmm. So around one p.m. we started the shift, and we end up around nine thirty. So that was also the different way how how the things went day by day. And because of that, also, I think that the times in Jelina, I count as my kind of study, uh, study uh, the workplace, how it can go bad or, or good or whatever, because it didn't felt in the end of the day much of, of work mm -hmm. because of, of social social socialism. Ah, sorry. Before, because of um, the interaction which yeah. we had, so with, there with were the many, many people. But also, I, I would say that did you also interact with the people from Zilina or Slovaks, or they were mostly Polish around? What, that what was hundred percent, almost hundred percent, uh, Polish people. Okay. There wasn't much of the Slovaks over there. If there was someone speaking Slovak, usually it was person was uh, back from Poland and living for a long time mm -hmm. in Slovakia. Um, that was I think three months or almost three months when I was there for for that job mm -hmm. and as sometimes happens with this kind of companies they shut it down yeah they shut it down so people needed to find another job and that's how I went end up pretty much in Breslava so instead of going back home you like the Slovakia I was like okay let's journey. let's don't go back. Let's let's go maybe to Bratislava, to the capital. Maybe it will be different. You mm -hmm. don't know. Especially people um, which we worked with, they were already in the process of interviews and given the tips where to go. Guys, try here and so on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's try it. Yeah. And end up with another company, which was this kind of type of company. Still, I think, on the market, but probably not doing the same stuff, I'm not sure. Um, but that was, again, another call center mm -hmm. for, at, at that time, an airline, which is no longer on the market. Okay. It was low-cost airline. And I, I really, if I bundle up that six months, first six months in, in Slovakia, I can tell that it's not the same as it was later on. But later on, I feel like, okay, I'm now an adult on my own. I have a work, you know, this kind of stuff. That six, six months was rather, in a way, a holiday with a bunch of uh, people, uh, interaction parties after the, the work mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. So... 
now that I can tell it's it's not the, always like this that you have a job you go after the, the the work it's done you just go straight away to to have like I know go to movie go to mm -hmm. pop uh, sit down it's completely different now but but, but you were on your own so I I, I guess you had no uh, any you no know, kids to take care of or no. bring to school no. or you know no. family to visit or no. husbands or no. partners or anything around so in this case and were also people with you like in a similar situation like just they came alone to Gilina. some of them yes some of them uh, had uh, families but majority of them were actually like single or had a partner which actually moved with them mm -hmm. I met my husband actually in Jelena, mm -hmm. so paradoxically. So in the first six, six uh, months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Life changing experience that was. Uh, completely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I can tell that my decision to move from a small city in Poland to unknown territory. Now, after the years, I can tell mm -hmm. it was life changing and completely change my mindset, how I approach things, how I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not that person from, again, saying small city, because it's really like small city from where I am. It's 12,000. It's not that much in the end of the day. Pretty much everybody knows each other. Mm -hmm. And a mindset as, as well, it's completely different. Um, I was very scared, very introvert. Uh, I had a bunch of anxiety back then and I just didn't want to have that anymore. I didn't want to feel like in that way. So I decided to, okay, let's just do it, something with it. Yeah. And thankfully I did it. Thankfully I did it because uh, otherwise probably I'm, I will go nuts <laughs> in a way. Yeah. What is there uh, anything in particular that you liked about being in Slovakia? So if you remove the Polish experience, right, <laughs> in this case, but uh, about you know being in Slovakia from that, time, was there anything particularly different or appealing or interesting that you so, noticed? So I can tell exactly that after six months, I went back actually to Poland for some, some time for like three months or maybe more, and again back to Bratislava. And in between, uh, I discovered that actually here, I mean, Bratislava felt more like home than than home. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to go back. And what I like it is the pace of, of things, how quick and in the same time slow it can go. Quick means how things can rapidly change mm -hmm. from day to day. But so in a way that you're not in the rush of, okay, I need to maintain my job. Yeah. I need to do that. It's, there's no need much of it. You do stuff because you wanted to and because you're actually somehow empowered by the people around you. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's for everybody. That's, that's completely only my experience that uh, uh, at the time and also now I can tell. I don't have much of push and be pushed by environment around me to be like the best of the best. I need to be on the top uh, and so on. It's not like a race. So this is what I like. It, it, 
I don't need to race and rush myself because mm -hmm. of the environment around me, because of city where I'm living in. It's it's pretty 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 easy to to I think to live over here. Um, you're not you don't have the expectation from the people around you mm -hmm. to to have that rush uh, all the time. Yeah. And wha what about the uh, Slovaks relationship, right? So when, because I, I imagine when you had a, a small group of people of your own nationality, right, then you can, you know, part of a group, but when you go to the shop or you live around or... Well, in, the, in that last job, uh, actually in 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. we had also the Slovak people on the floor. Um, so we're interacting, but it was as well different because those guys had some experience with international uh, environment. Mm -hmm. So it was really different. There were very much of diversity over there. But in a shop, completely different. <laughs> On the street, completely different. Suddenly I discovered that... Uh, from where I'm from, we don't say much of good day, how are you, to a stranger passing by living in the same building, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, same in uh, elevator. I'm not sure if I ever, being in Poland, did that. In Slovakia, when you do not do that, they're looking at you like you... Um, come on. You don't have a tongue to say, like, Dobry dzień. Mm. So that's that was also like, why that person who doesn't know me, mm. I see for the first time saying to me, good morning or good day. So I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> this is strange. And the same in the shop. Uh, there was more interaction between uh, a client and uh, the person th uh, through the counter mm -hmm. um, over here. So I was surprised um well i'm not saying that it doesn't happen in poland it is mm -hmm. but it's it's much more okay. than the usual that i was uh, maybe um used to but like that means your attention to the client or more like um, talking about whatever or what's the um reactions like um not necessarily the positive one okay <laughs> Like, uh, why you don't uh, t told me that you want to pay with a card? Mm -hmm. Do I need to? There is no uh, note, nothing. Yeah. yeah, 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 but we have a, a strange system and I'm, I'm not supposed <laughs> to know about that. No, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> and this kind of, you know, uh, approach from uh, the people in the bar and so on. Like, And this is what I'm always saying to the people coming over here. Be prepared for not the best customer service, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Even now, though it's better when I came in uh, over here, but it's still not that the best. Um, means the beginnings uh, of me being here in Bratislava was like, why the people are screaming at, at me that I'm not taking uh, from uh, the server the plate? shouldn't be supposed to put the plate on the table. 
uh, why uh, my uh, pint still with the beer, it's taken. <laughs> I'm not, I'm finished. Yeah. So this kind of small things after the time you, you discover that, why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Positive side of that is uh, that I got numb on certain things. So when I go to Poland and back uh, to visit, I just don't react on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should. Some Sometimes I do. But in general, I don't. I'm just like, let them be or whatever, yeah. But if this is like bothering another person, one person mm-hmm. bothering another person, for example, in the shop, that's a completely different story. But from perspective of customer service, I just enjoy being in Poland then. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> But it's still in Slovakia, uh, there is not, not, that, not that good to the customer service, yeah. Interesting. I think it's also part of the uh, people, the client, are actually making or deciding which business survives and which not. Yeah. So if you have a bad customer service, you shouldn't uh, you know, go in that place because of that, let's say. Or if you go to a restaurant and, uh, I don't know, at 12 and the menu is finished, then just complain about it, right? People should learn to make more portions of that if it's particularly wanted. Instead, here you see that usually clients try to go even earlier to make sure to not miss the menu instead of not going there anymore. Yeah, now you remind me about the lunches. (laughs) That's the client part. And we should all, as a client, you know, expect good service. Correct. Now you remind me really about the lunch, lunch time. That was also a surprise. I'm like, why people are going for lunch at 11.30? I had a, like breakfast at nine. Two and a half hours is not enough to get hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So people were <laughs> looking at me on the beginning. Why are you not going to lunch on 11.30 to 12? Because I eat usually around two lunch. Two, three was usually for me the lunch time. So on the beginning, also the Slovak people like, well, no, you you can't. It's late after like three. We're leaving the office. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's the case. You eat the lunch and then you leave the office. This was the way how okay. I was used to. So now it's switched a little bit after the years. You get used to that. Yeah, but still not going on 11.30 mm. for the lunch. <laughs> it's still too early for me. Yeah, and uh, and about the lunches also, as you mentioned, uh, I think around one, usually, there's nothing to put on your plate when you go to the canteen. Mm. Which is an uh, odd situation when you have mentioned by the canteen that you're open till two. Yeah. Yeah, but that one, there's nothing to be found. Empty plates most of the times. Yeah. But you get served quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go no, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. We have open till two. Unfortunately, we cannot serve yeah, you yeah. anything. That, right. That's it. <laughs> there is always a schnitzel <laughs> under the counter for everyone. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that also in Poland there was a different experience. I thought it was more of a cultural in the Central Eastern Europe, but... It's different. It's different. It's so close, but it's so different. Yeah. That's interesting. 
And still now when, when you go uh, to Poland, uh, when we're speaking about customer service, um, you're treated definitely in a nice way mm-hmm. than here. I'm just generalizing. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. everywhere. But you're just treated like, okay, you're welcomed. Straight away from when you're passing the, you know, the door, you're welcomed in, into that place. Here, I need to found the places where it was like that, that I actually went out and I felt good that I went out and sit down, have like, you know, coffee or whatever. Um, but it happened at uh, the beginning when I was just like, okay, there is probably nowhere where I can go for a good food uh, with good atmosphere and so on. It took a really long time to find the places with a food which I like and with a good atmosphere yeah and also the food was food on the beginning and now still it's a surprise it's a different mm-hmm. so what's the favorite food in slovakia from you coming uh, from a very similar cuisine <laughs> i would say um in poland you have depends on the region here as well mm-hmm. so uh surprisingly i like uh halushki why are you surprised because the first time when i saw that on my plate i was like this is just like bunch of goo <laughs> what, what's that and then, then i tried i'm like okay it's it's good it's nice but that's why i was surprised it doesn't look uh very much of anything mm-hmm. And has a really nice taste, at least for me. I know people, uh, uh, even from my family, when they were visiting, they were like, no, no, thank you. I'll, I will pass that. Um, and uh, what else from food, like, on day-to-day basis? Mm. When I was still eating meat, because now I'm vegetarian, but then before, uh, I loved the ribs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what and how they get mastered it over here, but pretty much all of the places in Bratislava there are good ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially one particular place, uh, which m- my family when goes over here again you is like you take they them, they yeah. are like we are going for ribs <laughs> first day. <laughs> but. But that's yeah. it's interesting because the, this way of cooking ribs, it's more, you know, first they're boiled and then they are baked, right? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, with this particular sauce. And it's, uh, I didn't experience it in a home. It's usually not a home food, not that the family serves it to you. Yeah. But uh, it, it's yeah. like it definitely you've seen many, many places and pubs and areas. Yeah. At home, we used to do that, but not that particular way. We just, uh, you know, go on the barbecue and, mm. and that's it. But over here, when I discovered that, I was like, okay, this is good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, first day of when my family visiting, rips, tour. <laughs> there are several, uh, for example, there are a lot of uh, pirogi here as well in, uh, in Which are different to Polish. That are different to Polish because yeah. they put brinza inside, right? Yes, that's the one thing. And also... The pastry is a bit different. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. 
I don't know why it's different in the taste, maybe how they're done, like the ratio of, of the ingredients, but it's definitely different. And I made few versions of Polish uh, pierogi for for my uh, Slovak friends. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I, we love them. Why we don't have them? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you have only one type of it mm -hmm. uh, served. Because in Poland you have like with, with the meat, with cabbage and uh, mushrooms, with fruits, uh, with potato and uh, and cottage cheese. There is a culture around pierogi. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. So, and I miss sometimes those things still. Um, I can tell that uh, now I'm missing from Poland a good bread. Mm -hmm. What kind of bread do you like? typical like normal white bread without any additional mm. spices or okay. anything because over here there's a bunch of spices so paprika is my first spice which i started to hate mm. coming over here because right. sausage was with with paprika um some of the breads were a little bit uh, a little of that as well on the crust there is cumin a lot in yeah, the, and in Oh the, god, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. So that's that's still stuff which I'm missing. And the cumin in the bread was the surprise as well. Mm -hmm. That was a surprise. We, we I bought the bread and I was like looking pretty much the same as, as in Poland. And I took it and then I started to cut and, and taste them like nope. Nope. No, nope, thank you. I will not eat that. <laughs> I wonder if it lasts more with that spice or is it just a taste? It's supposed to be uh, better for your digestion. Okay. So it has a purpose. Not because I don't think yeah. it's like uh, yeah. nobody is craving for that particular taste. But it's more like of a uh, additional benefit, right? It doesn't look like, yeah, look at this. There is the cumin inside. It's like, that's good bread. I was and curious. It, it is like that. I was curious why it's there. So, of course, you go and Google stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, supposed to work for digestion, so you better digest it, yeah. But still, the taste is not okay. Mm. Uh, all in all, um, why I'm still here when I'm saying uh, I don't like that much stuff, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you like? <laughs> it's really a small things, like a bunch of parks uh you can go by foot everywhere everything is pretty much close even if uh, you're living uh on let's say almost outside of Reslava, like i i actually am i'm living in um area where i'm in Bratislava but still doesn't feel as a city mm. because there are a lot of greenery um and a lot of small coffee shops when you can go I have a dog, so I very much enjoy that. So going for walks, going for with with my my dog for this kind of places where, actually, dogs are welcomed. Which is, I think, uh, new stuff over here, and uh, not everywhere it's it's welcomed. So, yeah, small things day to day. Um, Traffic, everybody complains about that, of course, everywhere, but uh, that's a different, different story. Um, 
I don't like to sit in the traffic. Mm. Though if I can comp- compare to other European countries and cities, I enjoy my 40 minutes <laughs> in the car. <laughs> I get oh, the yeah. coffee, uh, sometimes even get some work done on the way. If I'm not driving, I'm, if I'm a passenger, then I'm doing some work. And and that's it, yeah, for, from perspective of that two things which are now coming to my mind. But generally, I will come back to the pace, really the pace of, of living uh, over here. It's the, the main thing which uh, still says to me, okay, you need to, you need to stay there, you need to stick to, to it. But also my work. I love my work. If probably if I wouldn't like it, I will pack my bags and I'm like, see ya. Yeah. So those, those things for sure. Hmm. So work is also like uh, some motivation of uh, yeah. Slovakia, is it? I am a person which needs to like a particular work which I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the person which just will work because of, of the money. Of course, it's important to, to live uh, and everything, uh, the money-wise. But now I'm at the point where I really need to have something uh, as work to motivate me to go much further because most of the times in the end of the day everyone is spending uh, their time at work mm-hmm. so I rather have a work which I enjoy to, to do to have and spend the time with instead of just passing through the time and doing what I don't like because I need to but maybe that that's that's my beef or general. I am a person which I wanna I need to do something. I'm like ah I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I really need to have a certain motivator to, for do, doing the stuff. Yeah. And uh, what about the because you so living with the work you do? You think it's. Um, uh, the, the Slovak experience in this is enough uh, that it gives you, like, somebody with a job like you and uh, a foreigner can, you know, have a house and live and with even extras and so on? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you definitely can. Um, you just need to be, from my perspective, I think, um, from my opinion, you need to be enough and motivated. You need to really want to do the things which you want to do. Um, it's not only about the work, it's also outside of the work. Um, Slovakia, maybe it's not so much out there with the marketing of the country to people to come in, to stay over here and work. But if you enjoy the outdoors, if you enjoy like festivals, after mm-hmm. the work, if you enjoy uh, the summer in a way that you see the, the whole city is living and there's everything going around you in a way that you actually enjoy the, the, the summer in the city, but of course outside of the city as well, um, means you have a lot of hot springs. Mm-hmm. This was also a great uh, 
benefit to to all, all that my experience that any time during the year I can go for the hot springs, relax, chill out. Uh and yeah. That that's that's what I'm thinking of. You can do whatever you want over here. You just need to have the motivation for that and if someone tells you no just just go. Just go still forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you after 12 years you could have taken the citizenship, right? Do you yeah. work for it? Yeah. I did not. Okay. I did not and I'm still thinking about that. If I want to do it or not. Um not to go very much into political stuff, but this is also why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Poland during last four years or even more looking from perspective of how politically it's uh, mm. impacting the people in Poland um, it's sad to say at least it's nothing positive out of it from what I see and also um, this is another thing which says to me okay Slovakia is the place to be. Though when I got into discussion with the Slovak people about that, yeah, but you have the same opinion. <laughs> Slovakia is not that good. <laughs> We have corrupted uh, country and everything. I'm mm. like corruption is everywhere. I'm just mm. I'm not saying by that it's good. But if I will take a chance for one of the countries from those two, probably Slovakia would be the. the the top one mm-hmm. um because i don't see it's impacting me personally mm-hmm. and my surroundings that much to that extent how it's actually in poland mm-hmm. do do you follow somehow the local slovak news or slovak politics yeah, or anything yeah 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 what well, are your che- sources i'm i'm checking from from time to time Um, usually I'm going to like international web pages first how to see you know how it's uh, going around the con- the the world then uh, going by the country and so on um, I think the the main thing which I go to firstly uh, it's a Facebook maybe mm-hmm. someone will not say that's the best resource of the of the news. Mm-hmm. But I think you have all the top news usually over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it depends. If you if you're passive and you wait for a notification to tell you what's going on, then the selection is not organic. Like it, it is given by the yeah. various algorithms. But if you then go to the source, right? So you go to Facebook and BBC page, then you can get what you want, right? That's, that's yeah, actually, BBC is my top international page where I go uh, to check what's going on in the world mm-hmm. but for Slovakia or Poland I usually go for, for the Facebook mm-hmm. and just filter you know I'm not taking everything <laughs> as a hundred percent good news <laughs> you need to have your own mind of, of your own mm-hmm. um, but I look what's what's going on okay. and if I really compare those two Unfortunately, how much it pains me, uh, Poland is not the country which, as for now, I would like to be. Mm-hmm. As a young person, as a woman, 
I don't want to be there, unfortunately. As a woman as well. Yeah. So is it... Uh, so the, do you feel that there is more equality in Slovakia from a women perspective? Or yes, yes. And on, you're only definitely... Only politics or also people-wise? Um, hard to say, uh, because lately I didn't have that much of interaction with, with Poland. Uh, and by that I mean with my, my friends. Um, but I don't feel over here that I'm point out, okay, you as a woman cannot do such certain things. Mm. Which there, from what I see, it's going, to, it's happening, actually, they're not that much of diverse. Uh, putting uh, a woman into perspective of being a wife and how mainly housewife and keeping you know the kids on the control keeping you know the raising mm -hmm. them not going to 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 job that's general message so that's actually a mentality from somehow the past of because everybody had this mentality in the this past is rather but also supported by the this is politics oh. this is governmental you know okay. position that's why I don't want to go in much politics because I know it's a very sensitive yeah, yeah. Uh, topic. But unfortunately, they are going to the extent where it's impacting day-to-day -day life of every single person. And unfortunately, really in not the best way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because you cannot generalize every single person, put it into one box and say, you need to do this stuff. Everyone is it's different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And as far as they can choose, eh? yeah, that's yeah. that's the important thing. Like it's totally fine to have a family and have a woman to choose to stay at home, but that should be her that's choice. That's your choosing. Yeah, it's not because you need to, or because if you have no other choice, then it's not good. Or because government is saying, oh, we have like this cool program for you, and uh, we'll give you that certain money if uh, for the kids if mm -hmm. you're me staying at home, mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Great. But maybe not th think it through very much. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm feeling really over here very secured, generally secured, mm -hmm. and that feeling it's it's priceless. I think. Um. I don't feel that someone from the government suddenly will come over and tell me I need to do certain things mm -hmm. because this is how the law is going to be. It's, I don't, it seems over here very much organic. Okay. Um, and the mutual respect through whatever the people are, whatever they, they do, whatever the orientation is over here feels, uh, better a bit that's why also not also but I think it's like general thing which is still in my mind that's why I am here yeah. I don't oh. want to deal with that <laughs> <laughs> negativity mm. and all that stuff um, if I can somehow impact it I will 
to a certain extent with my vote and whatever they they gave me as uh, as opportunity to to impact it but in general um i wouldn't feel secure being back in poland mm-hmm. And fr- from the other side, I have um, at least it maybe is a wrong view from me, but I, I had this uh, view of Poland as a very highly technological advancement. Like there is a lot of developers, a lot of IT, a lot of investment That's in true. this area. It's That's a very true. modern from this perspective, right? That's true. That's very true. Yet, unfortunately, it's starting to be from government perspective. They're trying to make um, a Christian country. Come on, not everybody's Christian. Mm. Why we are going back to to back? We know with the time back to Middle Ages. So more like a not secular, but uh, <laughs> uh. yeah, and I don't get it because, as you mentioned, and I completely agree with that. Poland is very advanced within technology, I mm-hmm. think. Very out there um, on, the, on the markets. And yet, there is an ugly side to it, mm-hmm. which I don't like, and that's why I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm not there, yeah. The time of here. theocracy, it's not yet done in this world. <laughs> yeah. Really, I don't like I don't like going really into political situations saying government did that, government yeah. did uh, other stuff, but unfortunately, it's impacting uh, life of of every person, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, uh, Poland, Slovakia, Germany, I don't know Europe. Now, what's going on? What I see in in the world, it not that it's not that not that fun. Mm-hmm. And from 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 coming to Slovakia, did you um, find a kind of a more secular environment than in Poland, like uh, from people's side? Mm. Wow. Oh, everyone thinks no. That, to, think, I never talking thought about stereotypes, about it. right? But people they always yeah. think Poland as the most Christian and follower, and you know the John yeah. Paul the, and this so, is right? this is what people were saying. Are you going every single yeah. Sunday to the church? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I'm the last person to see in the church, except for weddings and uh, funerals. Mm. And that, that's only when I'm probably over there. But no, I'm, I'm not uh, in the church every Sunday. And that's maybe because in, back in the days, my, uh, one of my family members... Uh, was putting me into position when I need to, you know, kneel down and pray every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. And at one point I said to my mom and dad, I'm not doing this anymore. And they're like, okay. And when I heard that, okay, just like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't I say that earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Um, also, first thing in Slovakia when I came, the, that was the, the question. Uh, you're um, every single Sunday at church. 
um, why you're saying you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to believe in whatever I want to believe. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to make me to go to, to the church every Sunday or whatever to, to do. And that's also what I'm saying is I see much more people on Sundays in church over here than okay. probably I saw lately in my area where I'm from. Okay. Which is surprising. It could be, yeah. That's an interesting uh, It's, it's surprising because uh, based on stereotypes, it should be maybe opposite. Yeah, it should be opposite, <laughs> yeah. And uh, how is your um, how is your Slovak? Is you now after like is it fluent or do you understand uh, f- fully? I mean after twelve years, I guess. Yes, and everybody's saying my Slovak is perfect, but I'm saying still it's not the best. It's probably because I'm kind of like language freak. Uh, mm. I don't speak particular language out there, if I am not comfortable with mm-hmm. some sometimes it happens at, at certain days my mind is rather thinking on english or polish mm-hmm. so my slovak is like jammy a little bit but yeah it happened also at one at one uh, uh meeting or i should, I should say a party when i was invited by my friends by my Slovak friends, and they had their other friends over there, and they're not, and I speak with those guys, and say, like, you're not Polish. They were, like, going into argument <laughs> with me. You're not Polish. Um, yes, I am. No, you're not. You were born there, you have the name and everything, but you're not Polish. And it went to the point, and then that guy asked me, Show me your ID. I I don't I don't believe you. So your Slovak is so good that. Yeah, yeah you're saying you're, cool. you're 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 good with, with Slovak. So show me your ID. Like here you go. But uh, after how long did you uh, start understanding from? Because uh, you, did, you, you, you mentioned at the beginning that it was quite hard for you at the beginning yeah, to understand. Yeah. So. With understanding, uh, I think after a year, mm-hmm. it wasn't that much of a problem. With speaking. Mm, I think I started maybe did after three years. Did you study a bit as well, or just yeah, organic? Yeah, yeah. I had I had a chance to have a teacher. Okay. And uh, her reaction at the first lesson was like, "What I supposed to teach you? <laughs> um, how I write the stuff mm. uh, in official way, and uh, like maybe a little bit of grammar will help." So we did we did that, and it's still not perfect. It's way from perfect, mm. but at least I I don't have a problem to go for for whatever it is a bank or whatever official thing I need to write. Mm. It's still really to be worked on, but I feel feel at, at times could be better. But yeah. definitely when you like now living uh, with also understanding the, the local language is uh, much easier, I would say. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
Sometimes I'm pushed a little bit by my colleagues to to speak a bit more Slovak, mm. but that's because really, if you're working in an international company and you need to switch w- between three languages in fifteen minutes, you're suddenly catch yourself that you're speaking in English to the person which is speaking yeah, to you yeah. Slovak. <laughs> and it's like, why you don't speak Slovak? Well, sorry. No. Mm. So it's it's kind of those those things happens. That's the living that's what it takes the to live outside and yeah. <laughs> use several languages. Your brain sometimes just <laughs> changes. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, what did you? Uh, what would you change if you, you know, about Slovakia? If there is anything you would could have the power to do that, what would it be? I'm gonna go back to customer service, which comes straight away for okay. as a first. Um, so make people open to customers serving and yes, to consider yes. customer first and customer satisfaction first. Yeah, that's that's my main thing <laughs> on which comes to my mind. Um, rest, I'm not sure if I, I would change anything mm. without going, you know, again to sensitive stuff, which are now, now going in the country. Um, and that's for sure needs to be worked on. But from my day to day, uh, life personally, yeah, customer service, it comes to first, mm. maybe, uh, within the Braslava itself, the better infrastructure. So from going from point A to B in certain areas on Bratislava, it's not that easy. Though when you look on the map, it's very close. But if you don't have a car, you're just not going to go there mm. without any hustle. Yeah. So Regujet might help. Or similar company. Or, s- very, well, yeah, very well. or similar company. I'm saying that because I know, I know now... Mm, they they are actually having a stops around the Bratislava, so mm-hmm. they took uh, pretty much the infrastructure over there. Mm-hmm. But whatever the company is, this kind of infrastructure to be within Bratislava will help. And not only within Bratislava, I think in general um, would be good to have more public transport which takes you a little bit easier without any hustle mm. within the city. Yeah. Don't have that much much cars because this is what it's actually takes a lot of time for certain people going commuting between let's say the small uh, village to Breslava or maybe the same situation in, yeah. in uh, other villages around bigger bigger cities. Yeah. And majority of people probably come from there as well, I yeah. would say. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because not... If you take into consideration that you have uh, this huge cities and there's not much of the people actually living in because Bratislava on weekends, it's like half of the people are not there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I get... The, this migration yeah. on Friday. I get like in 15 minutes to the city center instead of 40 minutes or even an hour yeah. during the weekend. But during the week, that's a different story. Yeah. So again, customer service, 
better infrastructure. Do you feel at home in Slovakia? No. Yes. I cannot tell any, anything else. Yeah, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. It's not because uh, I have uh, my husband over here and uh, because I have uh, a flat and everything like that. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. But your your husband is not is not Slovak, right? He's, uh, he's Polish. He's Polish. Uh, you know, during the whole twelve years of being here, mm-hmm. did you have? Uh, you know, did you feel always welcome as a foreigner, or you had any no situation or anything? No, I um, let's say I have not been so comfortable during all those years like I am now. Mm-hmm. I had experience where I wasn't feel welcomed and uh, the situation where I had a conversation, for example, with my Polish friend. Suddenly someone came in into that room, which I knew was Slovak. I don't know if the person wanted to jump in the conversation or whatever, I, I, I don't know, but um, I remember very vividly saying, you're in Slovakia, you should speak Slovak. I'm like, come on, I'm speaking with a Polish person. Should I speak Slovak suddenly? Because we are, we're just two of us yeah, yeah. in that room. And suddenly someone came in and didn't wasn't approximately like even one meter of us. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I, I hear that. And that was one of, one of uh, examples. The other example was in one of the banks when I went in. And then I didn't spoke Slovak yet very well. So I was okay, let's try English. Uh, I don't want to go with the Polish, let's try English. And I asked for certain things and asked for information. And the guy, I don't I know if he didn't speak, spoke English very well or something, but he was like, oh, okay, 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 moment. Okay, let's wait. And I he- I heard him calling for a colleague, speaking Slovak. Mind that, I already understood what he was saying. Okay. Uh, speaking Slovak. Oh, that, that lady wants something. She's speaking English and she is foreigner. What the hell am I supposed to do? And my eyes were like big. I'm like, okay. First of all, you're on open space. That was going through my mind. Secondly, I can understand you. Mm-hmm. So whatever the, the tone and whatever you're saying, I can understand. And then he went through other things, means he was saying not pretty nice things, which I don't want to say, but because th- that will be very much of cursing. Mm-hmm. And I just stand there like, I cannot believe in the bank this kind of stuff and he went back with uh, that colleague she was very nice and, and everything and trying to solve whatever i had but that day I, I said to myself i need to learn slovak in a way that i will be able to respond to this kind of situation mm-hmm. and that i would not be felt like i'm not welcomed and especially in this 
bank or whatever the, the, the place I'm going to, that I'm able really to, to interact and act on this situation. Because imagine you have someone which is not from, from like Slavic countries, mm -hmm. Slavic uh, group language. That doesn't get anything. That doesn't get it. And this also went through my mind. From what kind of, you know, hell those people need to go through to get basic information. And the same for foreign police over here. That was a nightmare and this is still a nightmare till now. And you're from the European Union. As well. And I have from European Union. Yeah. For me, what it was a nightmare to go over there, to sit over there for like hours from like six. Mm -hmm. And they're opening at 7.30 or whatever it's now the time. And I was not like first in the row, like I was maybe 12 or 20 on, on over there to go into that office and to get my permanent uh, permit card. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, it's, it's just <laughs> impossible. Yeah. So really, if you ask me about my experience over here, there's a lot of negative things. For sure, but that's everywhere. Positive note, uh, you need to just go through that ugly stuff like banks, like foreign police, uh, like dealing with the customer service in a certain place to then suddenly see also that in general, there will be people which will say to you no will be not nice but Slovaks in general are pretty okay and open and everything but you need to pass that that barrier yeah when you pass that barrier there's nothing to, to stop and you have really great friendships and it's priceless yeah it's really priceless but really need to deal with certain things on the beginning and mm, that's true yeah and there will be always closed-minded fellas yeah, outside of course uh, and perhaps that's a very good uh, purpose to learn slovak for all the people that are living in slovakia is actually to be yeah. ready to uh, you know take that conversation that that closed-minded fella might reconsider his point of view right yes with the right arguments yes. and i I see that Slovaks are very feisty, you know, and they want to be okay uh, to prove the point and everything, mm. which is good, but not always. Yeah. And mm. uh, this is also what I'm taking out of being here. So if I really want to fight for something, I am mm. taking the Slovak people uh, over there, like in my experience with, with Slovakia out there, because if they want to fight for something for themselves, they do. And there, there's nothing to, to pretty much stop you. Uh, so, and that's, I, I think it's a, it's a good trait. Because those people, uh, if used correctly, they might be even one of the top of the world, yeah? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm maybe a little bit exaggerating, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good trait to have it. 
I don't know how it happened that that 12 years passed by because I feel it passed by just very quickly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when someone is asking me, how long am I here? Like first time it's meeting me and I'm like, I need to calculate in my head when I actually left home and came over here because I think after maybe five, six years, I stopped counting. I was like, okay, here's my home. Here I need to deal with whatever it comes to me, good or bad. So let's do it. And when you're back home, uh, you are a Slovak ambassador, right, in this? At least I'm trying to be. <laughs> that's what you're considered, or are you? I'm trying to be. I'm not sure if I'm going to good job, <laughs> but I'm trying to be. Um, and if anyone asks me wh- why you're still there, like you asked me, it's because of the job. It's because of the people. And with my husband, if we wanted to really. We could move pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. But because of that security, and which is given by, by the country in general, and mainly really the people around us, that's why we're here. And of course, we're in a way, we're not that far from our, our family. How often do you go back? Uh, I don't go back that much often, but my family comes over here. Oh, they okay. very enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're usually on, on the holidays, like uh, Christmas or Easter. We're usually uh, visiting over there. But um, there was a years where my my parents and my husband's parents were pretty often here, so... We didn't miss that that much, and if I we want to see the distant uh, family, we, of course, back and forth. Yeah. And also the other trait which I'm always trying to convince my family is like, come over during the summer. It's nice and everything. The city is living. You have a bunch of activities around. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's like. 500 kilometers to Croatia, pack the bags, just go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, the other thing. So no coming here for the Christmas market, but for for the I don't summer. need to, to tell them about the Christmas markets usually because if they're planning to go for the Christmas to us, this is the straight, straight road. This is like by default in agenda. We are going for the Christmas market, yeah. But mainly, uh, if they're coming over here, they're going for the summer, yeah. Which I don't mind. No. <laughs> I will not freeze at least outside. <laughs> I am taking the really being here uh, in general as a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, means I don't miss that much of, of my country anymore because it feels over here at home. Um, really because of my work because of my friends and of course thankfully we have uh, video calls so (laughs) 
I can call every every single time my mom or uh, whomever I I have I have over there in Poland. Probably if they are hearing how this, and they will be like, okay, so why didn't call you? Uh, why didn't you call me last time? I'm like, I'm usually saying because I'm at work and I'm exhausted and everything. Yeah. But still, I uh, I really like that. We are not in the ages when you need to wait for like letter or you had like old type phone just pick up the video call or mobile phone and they're there. I hope I will not be bashed by my colleagues when they will be hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> you tell you said that and that you don't like that and that and you're still here. Opinions are always free. <laughs> And of course, the uh, the point of view are uh, always arguable, I would say. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I, in my Slovak experience, I'm happy to bring also other point of view from anyone, yeah. right? So. Uh, well, I would not like to have my experience to be generalized because I'm Polish, that's because... That will be the Pol- other Polish people living over here mm-hmm. and experience. Everybody has different point of view and uh, different experience. So it's easier life definitely over here than in Poland. That that's let's say my main outcome of of that, and that's why I'm here. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> you can listen to Mike Slovak Experience directly on the website myslovakexperience.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Tuning Radio or you can also find it and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you everyone for listening to Mike Slovak Experience. See you at the next interview. Till then, have fun. Share and enjoy.